everyone. I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week, we're on episode 170, and we're asking, how do you avoid going down the rabbit hole? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. All right, so what do we mean by rabbit hole? Basically, it's just research, fact-checking, finding meaningful character names, basically anything and everything that doesn't involve the actual writing or editing of your manuscript. It is so easy to just find something else that you have to do for your book and do that rather than write or edit. So how exactly do you avoid going down that rabbit hole? First, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and just say it's okay to go down the rabbit hole sometimes. You may find information you didn't know you needed, or you may learn something new. On the other hand, you might find the answer to something and then go in a different direction, thus needing more research. Sometimes what you think that you need to know isn't always what you need to know, or you just keep learning and you might realize that, oh, I only need to learn something up until like a specific point. But then it just branches out and it's it's super easy to get down that rabbit hole. And sometimes it is okay, depending on what the research is and what you need to know for your book. But if you're just kind of scrolling and looking at like character names and trying to find the perfect name with that specific meaning, eh, it might be time to just take a little note and like bold that character's name and say, you know what, I'll change this later. Or you know what, sometimes just go with your gut. I think it's funny that you mentioned character names because I've, I've been writing quite intensely recently and I have hit so many times where I'd forgotten I'd put placeholders for characters and I was actually like, I'm going to find a character name to the point where I actually reached for my character name book, you know, like the baby names book rather than the internet because that's the only way to stop me from rabbit holing. Although I did end up like flicking, oh, that's a good name. Oh, that's a good name. Nothing for the character I'm looking for. So I'm sat there scribbling the notes down. So even... It's not even an internet thing anymore. Rabbit holing can be so, so dirty, doesn't it? Rabbit holing. <laughs> that a sex position? Who knows? It probably <laughs> is. <laughs> Please don't tell us if that's the case. We don't I know. Yeah, no, we don't want comments about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's so weird how it can just spiral. And I did end up going online and looking for a character name specifically that's connected to trees and then finding like a load of pages that were like trees and, and berries and flowers. And I'm like, spent way too long on. So yeah, rabbits, rabbit holes are awful to go down unless you really plan to do it. Uh, so bad. I got to interject for one second. Do you go on babynamegenie.com? I have sometimes, but I usually end up forgetting specific websites and I'll just go into Google and go, I need a baby, you know, baby names for blah, 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 or, you know, whatever. Something specific. I usually want to look for very specific, like fancy names or, you know, um, uh, young female names, or maybe it's like a name connected to the word brave, something like that. And I'll just do that rather than go on specific websites that I know would probably help me quite intensely. Sometimes whenever I'm in a pinch, I just Google common surnames and then I pick a random number from one to however many surnames there are. And then whatever the surname is, I choose that. I put it into baby name genie because the way baby name genie works, if you don't know, is that you add the last name and then you choose male or female and it'll come up with a matching first and middle name. 
And then I just keep clicking the button until something has a nice ring to it. That's it. Clicking the button until you get it. I've, I've been on sites like that where it's like, oh, a fancy town names. And it's like, you get 10, 10 names every time you click. You know, you're like 50 names in, you're like, no, none of these really fit yet. Oh, that's a good name for something else. Oh, it's so bad. So yeah, bad. I mean, that in and of itself is the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably get back to the topic then, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> I know, yeah. That, see, all of our episodes are rabbit holes, if you really think about it. <laughs> we just tangent off constantly. Okay, so with that said, then, how do you how do you kind of stop yourself from going down the rabbit hole? And the way I do it is I make notes of those new threads or rabbit holes. So say you are researching something specific, like the architecture of a space station and during that research you find a thread that then discusses the theories of wormholes or maybe an article about a new planet that's been discovered and all of this would be really good for your all of this would be really good for the new sci-fi that you're writing rather than just fling yourself down those rabbit holes and then lose hours of your day even though it's fun it's better to write down the topics and then go back to the main thread. So you write down that there's a new planet has been discovered, and then you go back to the space station schematics. That's what you should be doing. And I appreciate that it's so easy to say that, because the whole point of the rabbit hole is when it opens up underneath you, you don't always know you've, you've fallen into it until you look at the clock and think, hey, I should have been writing. So what I do, or at least what I have started to do, because I'm I very much spend a lot of time in rabbit holes, is I get a post-it if I'm going to do research and I will write on what I am researching. So say it was, you know, space station architecture, I will write that on and I'll stick it on the bottom of my monitor, right in my eye line. So as I'm reading down, it's right there when I get to the bottom of the page. And that way it keeps me accountable. And if another topic pops up that I want to follow, I just write that on another post-it and stick it down or I will go onto a Trello board and I have a special card for research and I will either just drop in the URL link that will take me to the article or whatever or I'll just write in you know oh new planet discovered and that's something I can then look look for later you kind of need to stay on track it's it's the only way to kind of force yourself to, to to not fall down the rabbit hole is to be conscious of what you're researching and stick to it as much as you can that's the thing so yeah, that's that's how I do. It. I don't. I, I'm not saying it's, it's foolproof. It is not because sometimes you can blank that post-it, but it has helped more times than it hasn't. I actually do something similar to that, and I use Scapple, and that's by Literature and Latte, the same people that do Scrivener. And basically, Scapple is just kind of like a mind mapping thing. I don't know if mind mapping is what it's actually called. You know, when you have the bubble and then you branch other bubbles off of it, and then those bubbles have bubbles. Like the spider web weird. thing? Yeah, it's it's like it's a spider graph, but it's also mind mapping. I don't know if mind mapping is yeah. like it's 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 like you break it down where it's like a main topic and then a smaller topic, so then each one breaks down. But yeah, it's it's just that kind of thing. Mind mapping. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how I do like my maps basically. I'll, in the big circle, I'll have like the say country name, and then I branch off the different states, and then off of each individual state, I have the towns and the cities and stuff like that. But I also do it for my research as well. And I, I haven't used it in a long time because it's on my laptop and I may or may not have spilled water on my laptop, but I'm pretty sure that like Scapple, you can also color code as well. So a lot of times I'll just have like one big, uh, uh, what's the word? 
topic. I'll just have like a big topic as the big bubble, like space, for example. And then I'll branch off of that and I'll do like the rocket ship architecture and stuff like that. And then whatever I find from that, I'll branch off of those. And then I will color code the research. I will color code the bubbles green if I've done the research on it and I have notes linked to it in a Scrivener file or you know in a notebook or something. And the stuff that I haven't researched yet, I'll highlight in red. And if it's something that I may or may not need for the novel, but I don't yet know, I'll highlight it in orange. So it reminds me to go check it out later, but it's not necessarily a priority. But I do like the post-it note idea because post-it notes are fun. My other point about not going down a rabbit hole is to set yourself a timer. So whenever you set aside some time to get your research done, try to set a timer. Unless you've designated a specific day to do your research, that's fine. But if you decide that you want to do a little bit of research and then get a little writing or editing done in the same day, set a timer when you do your research because otherwise you are going to go down that rabbit hole and you're going to blink. And before you know it, it's going to be time to go to bed. If you even go to bed, that's a whole nother <laughs> issue that we writers face. But yeah, set a timer, even just like an hour or two hours or however long. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How long do people sit down and do research for when not trying to go down the rabbit hole? You can literally do it for hours on end, but if it's just, I guess, depending on the topic and how much research you need to do or how important it is for your next step in your novel, just set a timer for like an hour or two or maybe even three. Just do a little chunk of time and go from there. Once the timer goes off, be disciplined about it. Stop your research or, you know, wrap up whatever you were just looking at and then don't look up anything else and go back to your novel. Or better yet, no, take a break and then go back to your novel. Go go eat a snack. I never need an excuse to eat a snack. I'm just saying. Ever. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but my snacks are often messy. So I try I try not to eat while I do my writing because then I just it's you get cheesy fingers and it's, you know, it's a mess. <laughs> that is also another sex position. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to bounce off your comment with it, especially with the idea of like, if you can choose a specific day or like a chunk of time for research, I think that is better than ad hocing it. And I know we talked about like simple things like, oh, I'm just going to find this one character name and that leads to a rabbit hole. That is where place names and placeholders work. So if you can write your scenes and if you've got cities and towns and, and species and characters and they don't have names use placeholders use placeholders any notes that you need to do do you need to know what sort of um what time of the year what time yeah what time of the year where the sun is at its highest or um when this specific insect comes out of hibernation whatever put it in the bottom of your scene or your chapter in note form just like I need to find out this must research this information about blah 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 do that so you have all the information and then when you come to your research day you can pull up that scene pull out in that information right you need a, a city name you need a character name you need to know about this insect thing you need to know about that other thing that I already forgot what I'd said the sun that was it the sun <laughs> 
I have no memory. And then you can do all of that at once. If you're constantly stopping yourself while writing to go and find a character name, and I appreciate I said I actually did that, and I have been doing that, and I'm a complete hypocrite. Just go with it, people. It does help if you can kind of put all the things you need to look for together in one day rather than halfway through writing, stop, check something, especially if you are the sort of person prone to rabbit holes. Open up a window, go onto a baby name website, find a single name really fast, put it in and carry on writing. Brilliant. That is great. Most of us can't do that. Most of us get swept up with something, especially if you're doing any form of research. So if you can have a research day and if you can put placeholders in your work, that helps. And like Rachel said, with her idea of putting, with using Scapple and like how she spreads it out. I thought that was really clever, by the way. I love the idea of using that for like a map. But breaking it down, into specific things rather than just space it's so important because it, it's it's one of those things where you do get sort of swept away because a lot of the times when we're researching they're fun topics i mean who's researching crap who's researching topics they don't want you can get so swept up in it so if you're just going right i just want to know you know astronaut training program that's all i want to know i don't need to know how many moons jupiter has i think it's like 70 odd <laughs> i don't need to know what the atmosphere is like on Venus. I don't need to know where the Hubble telescope is. I just need to know about the training programs for astronauts. Then stick to that and make it as like clear as possible. If you make it too vague, you will go down rabbit holes, definitely. Sometimes you don't know what you need to research though. You know what I mean? No, I would <laughs> you not know what you need to research. Who, who is walking around not knowing what they need well, to research? What if, what if like you just have a basic story idea and it you know it's going to be set in space but there's not a whole lot of things you know about space so in which case you kind of have to make it vague in a way just i need to learn about space and yeah, then but surely you, you would have some it's like if you're if you're i assume you're not coming out going i'm gonna write a story about space and then start it'll be i'm gonna write a story about a colony or i'm gonna write a story about space travel or i'm gonna write a story about aliens that at least breaks it down surely doesn't it? Otherwise, I think it's too But then there's so many other branches to that. Like, if you think about it, see, now I'm, now I'm getting, like, really off topic, but if you really think about it, pretty much everything is vague. Because if you really look at everything, like, you could look at space as a whole, or you could just look at one planet, or you could just look at, like, one aspect of a planet, but those things are always going to have branches to it. Yeah, but you start small. So say you wanted to have a space station and everything happened on the space station. Okay, you could break it down into what sort of structure does a space station have? It's going to have to have like life support. It's going to have to have docking stations. It's going to have to have sleeping quarters. So you could break that down and then you could research individually those on different days, how they get up to the space station, uh, the training that they needed, how many people it supports, what happens to the space station, how far it has to stay away from the planet without being pulled into the gravity. And you could break all those down. And then as soon as you figure out, right, okay, it's this and this and this, you can then separate them out into different days and say, right, I'm only going to look at how you get up to a space station on, on Thursday. That's it. You've really thought about this. I have a sci-fi story that's mooching around in my head. That's why. Oh Although it does, it's got nothing to do with space stations either. At all. <laughs> it's because I watched I watched a, re a movie recently. I've already forgotten what it's called. Oh yeah, that was it. It was the um, the Cloverfield Paradox, and they were like on a space station, and that's why it's in my head. Oh, so it's like fresh in your mind. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. 
All right. Well, on that note, I guess if you want to avoid the rabbit hole, probably don't listen to our podcast episodes because as I said earlier, we go down rabbit holes all the time on our topics that we forget what we're even talking about at some point. So with that said, if you do want to avoid a research rabbit hole, make sure to make notes, keep your notes, keep them all in one spot too. Okay. Don't have them scattered about because then that's a whole nother hole that you got to go down. Set a timer, set aside a certain day or time that you want to get your research done and also know what you're going to research. Don't be like Rachel and have a vague idea and just, you know, go with the flow and see what you can find on the internet. Be like Ari. Okay, guys, everybody should just be like Ari and know your space stations and know everything about there is to know about space and gravity and stars and the planets and how many moons Jupiter has. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're going to turn it over to you guys now. Do you often get caught going down the rabbit hole when you're planning your novels or editing or what have you? And how do you avoid it? Are there any other things that we left out in this episode? Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat about it. And remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing whether writers need to be on social media with a special guest. So to ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thank you for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Scribbled Notes. Our handwriting is awful. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.